This episode of the Comets Podcast is being brought to you by Huntington University. Yes, Huntington University. They are the ones that make this podcast happen each and every week. So you want to make sure you're thanking them. And if you're a Comet season ticket holder, you can save 25% off all tuition right now at Huntington University. So now that I've told you all about that, let's get on with the show. everyone. It is I, Shane Alberani, here to bring you yet another episode of the Huntington University Comets podcast. If you are familiar with the show, you certainly know what it's all about. We talk to Comet players. We like to have laughs. We like to learn all about these guys and have an all-around grand time. And if you are new to the show, glad you finally found it. But where have you been? We have almost 60 episodes in the can. You have got a lot of catching up to do. So you want to block out your calendar and listen to all of those episodes because this is fine time-wasted material right here on the Comets website. But before you go back and listen to all the episodes, let's listen to the one we have today with Comet defenseman Matt Murphy. Another fantastic talk. We talk about our our love of steak. We uh, talk about New Brunswick, and we talk about uh, his aspirations to own a restaurant one day. So this episode has a little bit of everything. What more could you ask for? You can't. So let's just get right to the episode with Matt Murphy. How you doing, man? Doing good? Good, yeah, doing yeah. good. Just uh, been hanging out today. We uh, had early practice, so I've just kind of been relaxing around the apartment all afternoon. So, yeah, nice. Well, I got to tell yeah. you what, man. You are, you are, uh, you know, the spotlight's on you here today because you are the coach's choice. I told Ben, I said, just send me a name to who I have on the okay. podcast this week, and he sent me your name. So the okay. pressure's on. So he's getting this. He's putting the spotlight on me. I better come to, come with my A game. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, Matt Murphy, uh, so glad to have you here in Fort Wayne. And, you know, what? and, and going back to what, uh, what, what uh, you know, Ben's shining the spotlight on you, man. When he signed you back in July, I mean, you were like the talk. I mean, he was so excited to get you on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's how I'm happy to hear that. I know that uh, I had back in July, I had a number of conversations with Ben and also with Matt Bowden, as you know, I'm sure that I use a former teammate of mine at UMB. So yeah, there was about, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks where, where me and Ben were talking back and forth for almost every day, it seemed like. So uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it was definitely at this point, it's turned out to seem like it was a really good decision for my for myself. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully I haven't disappointed Ben. Hopefully I've lived up to the name that he's, 
he's been talking about back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Everyone's raving about you, man. And even, even I did uh, our first game uh, down in Indy, we had a former player who is a scout now and he came in and just said, Hey, who's on this team that I should keep an eye out. I said, number 22. And I, I said yeah. that and I'll say that proudly. I said, keep, keep an eye on, <laughs> keep an eye on Matt Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I hopefully, hopefully I haven't disappointed. Hopefully if, uh, if my name's been thrown around there for people to watch, hopefully I haven't disappointed anyone that's been ended up watching for me. <laughs> and another uh, University of New Brunswick guy. What is it with you guys? <laughs> you guys just stick together. It's great. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we have such a great camaraderie there. I mean, I got to give credit to our coach there. And about, about, well, really not just our coach, but the whole program in general. And, you know, the city of Fredericton and everything. But our coach from Gardner to Rob Henniger to Brad Good. Um, they do a really, really good job at recruiting good people and also good players. Um, so, you know, when I went to UMB myself, I'm from Fredericton. So I knew, I, you know, I I knew the city, I knew the university, I knew everything about it, but really I didn't know that many of my new teammates that I was going in to meet. I went there with Oliver Cooper, who's now part of this team. And I knew him, you know, we grew up in the same city, but, uh, other than that, I didn't know a whole lot of guys, but you know, I was I was comfortable going there because I was with the city I'm from. But, uh, you know, the guys right when I got there from day one, just so, such a comfortable environment there at UMB. And, you know, right from the get go, I kind of gained really, really good relationships with all of all my teammates. And then, you know, down the road here when when Marcus and I, we ended up becoming roommates, Marcus McIver, we were roommates at UMB. And then when we were both kind of making the decision to go pro, we were definitely looking to hope to try to go somewhere together. So him and I decided to come together and then Coop came and joined us a little bit later um, but he was the same thing I was talking to Coop every day and I was you know telling him how much he would love it here and and this this and that and I, I think that's the camaraderie that we built at UMB um, kind of just makes us want to stay together <laughs> yeah I mean it sounds like it I mean Matt Bowden's of course was the first guy and then everyone has yeah. just followed him <laughs> yeah no 100% well even I think the first time I mean I was I was real close with Bowden's at uh, at UMB so we would talk last year throughout the season, just, you know, catching up, asking how things were going with him in his first pro year and whatnot. Um, and then towards the end of our season, it was around March. I know Bowes kind of gave me and me and Marky both the call and told us the interest that Ben had it in us. And he was kind of in our ear a little bit to try to get us to come here. And obviously it worked out for both <laughs> sides of things. But uh, yeah, no, we, we definitely have a really we had a really good group at UMB. So it definitely makes the decision easier to go join another former teammate. Yeah, you got uh, Randy Gazzola this year too, and and he's like you said, uh, Oliver Cooper, and uh, man, yeah. you guys, it's great. Yeah, no, it's almost like the four Wayne Reds here. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's you know, you're you're essentially bringing a championship team like to Fort Wayne. I mean, like you guys have already you know got a lot of jewelry, so <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't go as far as saying that we brought the championship team here, but I think definitely coming from UMB in like the last 10 years or something like that, I think almost every UMB grad has, has been fortunate enough to win at least one championship. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that UMB has done really good at is that's why they're able to put so many players into pro because I mean, I'm no Fort Wayne has won a couple of times or I'm pretty sure they've won a few championships. So once you win once you kind of, sort of get that instilled into your your play and kind of learn how to win and learn what it takes so 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I really wasn't educated on the University of New Brunswick, how many championships you guys have won until <laughs> Bowden's came here. And it's one of those things where it's just, you know, college hockey in Canada, you just don't really think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 100%, especially over in the States. I mean, they never really hear much about Canadian university or Canadian college. So, I mean, yeah, it, uh, we do, they do have a really good thing going there at UMB. And, and, you know, I mean, I think it's one of those things that Gardner kind of started it. And then once the ball got rolling, like for me, when I wanted to go, I always wanted, I wanted to win a championship at the next level for me after I graduated junior and I wanted to play university hockey. So I said, you know, where's the best place to go try to win a championship? And it was at UMB, which lucky enough, it's the place that I'm from, the city that I'm from as well. So I think that's how they also are able to bring in so many good players and good people. Yeah. So uh, you're from New Brunswick. So, I mean, Fredericton. So, like, you got to stay at home. So is that like, is that a college town? Um, yes and no. Uh, it, it is. I mean, Fredericton's also the, it's the capital of New Brunswick. So it's not just a college town. Um, it, it's pretty big. I would say it's about 70,000 people, but it does kind of have that, that college and university vibe to it. I know for me, which was kind of cool when, so I, I grew up and I was from Fredericton, but I went away at 16 to play junior hockey. Um, so I was gone for a long time, almost all of my high school. So coming back to Fredericton for university was kind of cool because I knew a lot of people there, but I got to meet so many more new great people that aren't from Fredericton yeah. because I actually got to go and experience the university and you know the different people coming from all over Canada to to come to UMB so it was it was kind of cool because I almost have seen Fredericton outside of the university town and the university aspect of it yeah. and then I kind of got to experience a different side yeah. of Fredericton when I went there and I was part of the university <laughs> and I was meeting new people from all over because growing up everyone I met was from Fredericton right 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 so it was kind of cool to be part of Fredericton but meeting new people from all over the country <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's cool that you got to, to stay at home. Now, did you, did you stay at home, like with the folks or were you like engrossed in, in the college culture? No, uh, a little bit of both. I was, I was <laughs> engrossed in the college culture. Uh, my parents, my dad actually works out of Woodstock, New Brunswick. Um, that's about an hour North of Fredericton. So when we were, when I was about 15 or 16, I'm the youngest of three, three siblings. Yeah. And once all of us, I was the last to leave the home. And then once we all left the home, my dad and my mom moved up to Woodstock. So, oh, so okay. he could kind of, he could kind of stop the commute back and yeah. forth from Fredericton yeah. to Woodstock. So when I came to UMB, my, uh, my parents were living in Woodstock an hour away from Fredericton. So I grew up all the way up oh, through Fredericton. Okay. But then when I came, when I came back, my parents were in Woodstock. So my first year I lived with, uh, with Coop and then another player. And then I ended up moving in and living with Marcus McIver and a few other teammates. So, so, so it sounds like mom and so dad I got the like, whole college experience. Yeah. So, so mom and dad kind of sound like, all right, we got to get this kid out so we can, <laughs> so we can yeah, move on. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, credit to my dad. Cause he, uh, he would travel back and forth from Fairton to Woodstock every single day. I think he took that job when I was about nine years old or so. So, and so I already had all my friends and Fredericton, same thing with my brother and sister. Yeah. So he, he kind of bit the bullet and said, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll take that one and I'll travel back and forth. So you guys don't have to move with me. So then, but as soon as we all got out of the house, he said enough with this driving. So he moved, he moved up there. Yeah. So what does your dad do? He, uh, he works for a trucking company. Yeah. I believe his title is he's, uh, the, president or vice president of freight so he works in the office but he works for a trucking company called dan ross 
Okay. So, uh, yeah. well, obviously he's in the transportation business. So driving back and forth yeah. wasn't a, too big of a deal for him. <laughs> no, I mean, that's one thing. I guess he couldn't really be going in there complaining to all the truck drivers that are driving 20 hours a day. Right. All he had to do was go to. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's cool, man. That's a, your, your dad, uh, your dad, man, made that sacrifice. So what was mom doing during that, all that time? Well, my mom, she worked at, uh, she was a manager at a, it's a place called Avalon Salon Spa. It's a beauty salon spa in, uh, in Fredericton. And she worked for most of my childhood. But then once, once we all got out of the house and my dad moved up there, she just, she went up there and she wasn't working for probably about five or so years. So she was, you know, just taking care of all everything and keeping the house in order for my dad. So when he came home, he didn't have much to worry about. So she's kind of been the, the unsung hero of all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you, got, you got two siblings. Now, what are you got? Brothers, sisters? What what's the count there? Yeah. So I'm the youngest. I have one older sister and she's the middle child. And then I got an older brother who's uh, who's the oldest of the three. And what do, what do those guys do? Did your brother get into hockey? Or are you the only are you the only athlete in the family? Well, I'm the only athlete now, but my brother played hockey growing up and he, he was actually a very good hockey player. But then once he got to so the best route, I would say, I mean, there's different routes for everybody. But from Fredericton, you play Pee Wee, Bantam and then Midget AAA. And my brother played Pee Wee and Bantam AAA and then come high school he decided to go and play high school hockey because he was kind of pursuing and he really had passion for other sports as well so he played like he won athlete of the year in his grade 12 year he played football he played football track and field um rugby and hockey so to do all that he kind of had to wasn't able because mid triple a hockey is a little more kind of demanding so he wasn't able to just focus solely on hockey so he kind of went the other route but he was drafted to the junior a merit maritime junior hockey league he decided not to play he just decided to pursue his studies and he went to mount allison university that's in sackville new brunswick and my sister kind of followed in the same footsteps as him and she went to mount allison university as well and they both graduated a number of years ago now um and now my brother's working in toronto with uh, an it tech company and my sister's actually working i don't even know the name because it's so fresh she got a new job about a week ago um and she's working for a new research program. I, I believe kind of what it is, is they're trying to help youth at risk mm-hmm. kind of find the where a good place for them to work. So she's trying yeah. to kind of work as a middleman to connect youth at risk with okay. good jobs and good employment. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, the whole family is kind of in a totally different uh, realms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've kind of dispersed. We got my dad in transport. We got my sister working in that research program. My brother's in IT and then I'm the athlete. <laughs> and you're still going at it, man. So your brother played yeah. rugby. That's okay. That's a different level. Did you ever play rugby? I mean, you're a pretty physical hockey well, player. Yeah, no, I, I played rugby when I was in middle school. So I was yeah. like 13 years and it really wasn't even it wasn't even a rugby league. It was kind of just like you got taught lessons and you had like two weeks of practice and then yeah. you went to a tournament. But that's as far as my rugby went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, you think uh, hockey players are maybe the toughest on the planet, but then you watch a rugby match and it's like, yeah, it's a different. Oh yeah. No, I, uh, I realized out there how much I, I take advantage of my helmet and my gear and stuff like that. Cause they, <laughs> cause they got nothing protecting them. Oh yeah. So, okay. So you're the, you're the, uh, your brother's the older athlete. Did dad play any sports? Did, was the, was it yeah, my dad down? actually, I guess, 
he uh he doesn't play anymore well he plays golf here and there but yeah no my dad was actually a really good hockey player as well oh yeah he uh he grew up going through everything pretty much that i did in uh, minor hockey from fredericton um and then he played junior a in fredericton and then he actually ended up playing for the university of new brunswick as well so i guess i kind of followed in his footsteps there yeah he played i believe from 19 like 86 to 89 or something like that oh okay so that so it was in your blood to stay to to do yeah exactly yeah oh what was your your brother defense or your dad a defenseman my dad was a defenseman too my brother was a forward of the family and then me and my dad were both defensemen i I was a forward and then my dad at a pretty young age kind of turned me into a (laughs) (laughs) d-man so he he got your influence he you know at least didn't turn you into a goal yeah that's you know (laughs) yeah no i don't think he would have wanted me to do that Yeah, I think D so, is as far back as he wanted me going. Right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's cool. It's your dad. He'd been through it, so it's like he, you know, he, he he could tell you what to expect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know. I'm sure things have changed, even just the format of the league and everything. But uh, yeah, no, he kind of he he lived it. And he did all that, especially at the University of New Brunswick, because he went away to play hockey for a bit, and then he came back to Fredericton also. So. Yeah, uh, no, he was definitely able to help me with, you know, some big decisions and different aspects of the life going on once I started at my university career, and even well before that. I yeah. Mean, he's been helping me with all kinds of different stuff, whether it be hockey related or not. But yeah, it was definitely pretty neat and definitely helpful to have that kind of tool to be able to talk to my dad about different situations or different experiences and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's awful. I mean, when I talk to you guys, it's like I love to hear about your folks because it's beyond that age because <laughs> I'm interested yeah. in the story. But also now right. that you guys can't we can't cross the border, you know, you, they can't come down and see you play. And I've always I always like to exactly. hear that experience. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I know my parents say watch on that flow hockey. They watch just about it. Well, I think probably every single game. Um, but yeah, I know that they would definitely love to be able to come down, especially, I mean, we wouldn't be playing this late into the season if it wasn't due to COVID, but now that we are, my parents could, you know, I'm gonna make a little summer vacation of it if yeah. they were allowed to cross the board, right? Because it's, it's starting to get really nice out. So, um, no, they would definitely love to come to Fort Wayne. So it definitely is not for just me, but for every Canadian and even some Americans yeah. that uh, yeah. aren't able to have their folks down to watch. Yeah. And cause I mean, it is, it is the experience of coming down and, and everything and, and all that that exactly. you're missing out on, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there someday. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. It'll, you know, it's people are starting to get their vaccines now and everything. So hopefully, hopefully the world can get back to normal peace soon. Yeah, that's that's right. So uh, yeah. yeah, so that's cool. They they get to they get to uh, watch you on TV. They uh, seem to uh, approve of your uh, position, <laughs> defense. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. The, the folks are doing good. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so you so you came here. So you obviously you knew a lot of guys in the dressing room. So it's like it really wasn't a kind of a transition for you. You know, it was a kind yeah. of a welcome mat when you got here. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was not much of a transition at all. You know, it, it, I didn't know everyone. I definitely didn't know the majority of the team, but I'm sure, as you know, when you go into a room and you have a few faces that you're sure. familiar with, it kind of makes that transition so much smoother 
And then, so I came in and Bouge knew just about everyone. So, you know, I was able to kind of get introduced to some people through that. And also back then we were at the rink probably two or three different times a day. So it was easy to kind of get to know everyone. And, you know, right from AJ Janks to Sidlowski and Viver, you know, it's nice. Those older guys have those experience and they're also super, they were so welcoming with all of us. So yeah, it wasn't much of a transition aside from, you know, the on ice play and that kind of stuff in the room, like, from day one, I felt comfortable with everyone. And, you know, I think it goes to show how good that's why we jumped off to start such a hot start because all the guys yeah. kind of built that camaraderie and gained that. And I think that's really important for, you know, championship aspiration teams. Now, how weird is it going to be for you guys? We're getting into warmer weather. We're going to play hockey into June, just the regular yeah. season. How weird is it going to be like coming to the rink in shorts and a t-shirt and <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it is going to be different. It really is. I mean, there's a few times at university, our season was done in March. So we were still right. wearing winter jackets. Yeah. But, um, in junior, there was a couple different times I'd play into May when I went to the Memorial cup, but that's the furthest I've gone. And, you know, now we're going to be a lot further down the road yeah. than that. So it is going to be different, but you know what? I'm kind of excited for it. It's going to be kind of nice to be able to throw shorts and t-shirt on. And I'm kind of used to being from Canada every morning. You got to get it all bundled up. Right. Here. It's kind of nice. You can just throw your flip-flops and some shorts on and get going. <laughs> so coming down uh, uh, from Canada, uh, obviously cold, uh, cold. So what is your, I mean, does it take you a long time to get warmed up? I mean, do you have that? Is your blood thinned out? <laughs> So kind of warm day. I, I still bundled I up. Know, to, yeah, I, no, I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm kind of warm blooded, so I'm kind of always hot. So I, uh, yeah, no, I'm still. If, if it's just if it's over 15 degrees, I'm going outside in shorts and t-shirts. That's right. Sun's out, guns out, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you want tarps right off. That's right, man. <laughs> so yeah, I've always, yeah. I've always, I've asked guys that. I'm like, you know, because obviously we have teams in Florida and Texas. I'm like, would that be distracting? That being like every day, being like. You know, it's Fort Wayne is yeah. wonderful, but it's not like living in a beach area and playing hockey. I mean, how distracting exactly. That be? Yeah, no, that would be a good question to be honest with you. I don't know how I would handle the heat all the way down to Texas or yeah, or in Florida or wherever like that because I know it does get hot. I've been, I have never been to Texas, but I've been to Florida quite a few years ago now, though, and it is hot. Like, you want to be able to be close by to water at all times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's a dry heat in Texas, so is what I'm told. I'm yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I always say so is a blowtorch. So I don't know what the difference is between <laughs> a dry heat. Yeah, and, uh, yeah the sun is still going to burn you wherever. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, going back to your 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 some of your old teammates. Now I, I talked to Randy Gazzola last week. You know, you guys were traded for each other in juniors, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's, it's no, we... weird. Yeah. How I mean, like how everybody gets connected. You know. I know. Yeah. Cause I didn't know guys. I, well, not until UMB, yeah. but I didn't know them, but we were traded to one another and you know, the, the trade was weird, but it actually kind of worked out. I think for both teams favor, because the year that I got traded for guys, I went to Halifax, he went to Valdor and we won Memorial cup that year at Halifax. And then the very next year, Valdor won the president's <laughs> cup and went to Memorial cup. So at least out of it, we kind of both got our rings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez, I mean, you guys, yeah. I mean, not even you guys won at university of New Brunswick, but you guys won in juniors too. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it was kind of, I wasn't really sure how guys, because I knew guys, well, I think anyways, he really liked it in Halifax. I think he ended up really growing fond of Valdor too. But when I was going to UMB, I was wondering if guys was still going to have a little bit of sour feelings about me getting <laughs> traded for him and going to Halifax when he was going to Valdor. He seems to be cool with it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was good with it. I'm just kidding. But uh, Did you pick up any French when you were in Valdor? I did, yeah. I uh, yeah, I took French immersion because Fredericton is a bilingual bilingual city, <laughs> oh, but it's really it is, but it's really not. Like they yeah. have a French school and Coop's mom's French, but really all the French speaking Fredertonians, I guess they are mostly English, or at least they have have to be just because every you know restaurant people are speaking yeah. English. But anyways, I did I did go to French immersion. So I kind of I had that kind of little bit of learning ability from and, and knowing that in the language a little bit from going French immersion. And then when I went to Val d'Or, I kind of was slapped in the face with how hard the French in Quebec really is. Yeah. But I kind of had a like a I had a starting point. So I was able to learn it pretty, pretty quick. And, that, so and, that, and I did. That, I did pick it up. So that's a handy tool to have in this particular locker room with all the French guys. So it is. You yeah, know it is. what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, exactly. You kind of always know. And I, uh, yeah, I, I speak with Galley and Marco and all those guys in French every once in a while. Now going back to juniors, I, I mean, I love to because I, I, I mean, I sometimes I don't really when you guys come to town, it takes me a while to like kind of dive into everyone's biography, and you just look at the right. rosters you guys played with, and it's like, I mean, everyone went in different directions, but everybody is just so connected. It's crazy. It's like this: you played with mm-hmm. him here, you played with this guy here, you were traded for that yeah. guy. And it's just weird how it's just so intertwined. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, like you said, me and Gaz were traded for one another. Um, I grew up playing with Coop. I never played juniors with him, but I grew up playing with him in Fredericton. I played with Marco Roy. Uh, you know, I played against Gallopo. Gallopo played in Valdor a year after I was there. Like, yeah, yeah, it really is. I, I, almost every locker room you go into, you find some connection at some point with someone. <laughs> Yeah, and the guy sometimes standing across from you too, you know, and the other dream. The yeah, other. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, most most teams that I've played, I mean, I guess we've only played Wheeling and Indy and South Carolina, but yeah, I've known someone on each team. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I talked I talked to Gazola about uh, South Carolina. You bring that up when uh, Alex Debo was in net, and you know, yeah. he had added you know added motivation to stone his own teammates you know i think that's yeah, why he played think, so well those those couple games yeah definitely 100 yeah he was definitely standing on his side he's a great goalie most nights but he was exceptionally well that night too <laughs> all three of those nights that he played yeah so i'm sure he's looking for a little bit of bragging rights <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so do you do you guys i mean you you play with so many guys so i mean do you guys stay in contact with each other i know social media helps but i mean yeah yeah social media helps because you're definitely able to keep even if you're not talking directly to someone you can keep getting picks off them and and learning what they're doing and kind of getting updates on everybody but uh i do keep in touch with a lot of my former teammates you know from you from umb there's lots of guys that even that i played with in my first year like jordan murray who i talk to pretty often i don't know if you know the name but just one of our teammates on the team Um, and even junior i mean there's lots of guys that i still keep in touch with you know obviously there's some more than others um, but yeah, I do. There, there's definitely the close, the guys that I was really close with on e- each of my teams. I keep in touch with them quite frequently, or at least, at least I try to, to kind of get updates and hear how they're doing. And, you know, if ever you're seeing, you're going to someone's city that they live in, you're always yeah. usually 
you know, send them a message saying like, let's get together and, you know, hang out for a bit or find something to do together. But yeah, no, it is, that's kind of what's really nice with hockey is you kind of gain a lot of friendships that a lot of times just kind of last a lifetime. So that's, what's really good about it. Yeah. And it's also cool. You know, you, you play against so many guys and, you know, has there, I mean, you're just now turning pro, but would there be something, an incident that happened like in juniors? And then this guy comes to a team in the ECHL. Do you guys have long memories or is it just. <laughs> yeah, I think some guys do. I think it depends how long ago it was, <laughs> but uh, you know, if there's something happened like in my 16 year old junior, I might not yeah. even remember the guy, but you know, there's some that might've happened at like youth sports or something. If you end up playing against them, I think, I think some guys will have a longer grudge to hold than others, but yeah. I think definitely, I think some guys definitely remember what you did to them, even if it was a few years ago. <laughs> right. Cause I, I just, I mean, I take it for granted that you guys, I mean, you're not that old, but you've played so much hockey and against so many people yeah. in so many places that, yeah, you know what, your memory may be jogged one night. <laughs> like, Hey, I remember yeah, that guy. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think some guys have pretty long memories when it comes to certain things. <laughs> uh spencer smallman was another guy didn't you you played with him right yeah i did i played while spence is also from fredericton oh, okay um so i grew i grew up playing with spence um you know i see them i see him all the time at uh, in fredericton during the summers and and everything like that so i know spence really well and then i ended up playing with spencer for the, in the saint john sea dogs um my 20 year old season i got traded there so i only played with spence in junior for about five months but uh yeah i've known spence since i've been about probably 12 years old maybe younger oh wow yeah well start yeah. talking to him. maybe he'll come back here maybe we'll uh yeah no i'll try to get in his ear a little bit <laughs> their season's coming down to an end soon so yeah you know. yeah yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on you guys to bring him back. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I want to, there's a, you played with a goaltender named uh, Francois Tremblay. Okay. If you remember, if you yeah. remember him at all. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I remember him from Valdor. Yeah. He, he's been, he's a bit of an urban legend in Fort Wayne. He came to Fort Wayne for one game. He yeah. pitched a shutout and left the next day, never to be seen or heard from again. So oh, really? Do you have any whereabouts as to France? I have no idea. I have, I have no idea. I played with him. I played with him my first year in Valdor. So that was nine years ago now, almost 10. And uh, I know that he was, a, he was a really good goalie. Back yeah. Then. He was yeah. drafted. He was drafted by, uh, I think, St. Louis. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, he played good. And then I don't know what, what happened to him, to be completely honest with you. Maybe he's watching. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think he just kind of decided to pursue other kind of passions. I think that's because I, I, I really have no idea. But yeah. I know that yeah, he stopped playing hockey. But I didn't know he played here. That's kind of a weird. Yeah, thing to yeah. Play, have a shutout and then say see you later. Yeah, when uh, Robbie Baydoon had the shutout uh, in Indy, uh, he was the last uh, goalie to make his pro debut for the Comets and have Which a shutout. So I, you know, I right. remembered that, and it was actually in yeah. Indy, and it was something. Yeah. Where he was, he went back to juniors like a day or two later and just never heard from him again. So I'm just always curious. Right. He's like a legend to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I have no idea. That was a long time ago now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, I mean, you got, I mean, juniors, you got uh, college. So how many guys, I mean, just kind of like just drop off, just like kind of figure out, all right, I'm, this is it for me. You know, I'm not going to play anymore because we're talking about a guy who disappeared. Yeah. There's a lot, you know. I mean, there's a lot from juniors for sure. There's a lot of guys from university that happen. I mean, there's different different times for different people. I mean, I think some guys with juniors, they, they leave home to go play 
in a different city far from home at a young age. And I think there's probably some a few guys that drop off then, you know, they don't think that they really love hockey enough or that's not the career path they want to choose, or they might fall off there. And then, you know, some guys halfway through their junior careers, they decide that they're not going to play. I mean, there's definitely guys that drop off because especially at a young age, it is pretty tough leave, leaving yeah. home and, you know, going away from your family and moving in with billets. But, you know, thankfully for me, I had great experiences with it. Everywhere I went, my billets were unbelievable. I played for great coaches, good people. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of always had that love for the game and wanted to keep pursuing it. But, yeah, definitely at different points for different people, they're going to lose either the love for the game or, you know, whatever it is, or gain passion about other things. But yeah. And you played, I talked to, to Gazola about this. You guys played with Nathan McKinnon and, yeah. you know, here's a guy who's a star now when you yeah. guys are that young. I mean, it, it, do you look at a guy like that and go, wow, he's, he, he's just better than all of us or yeah, is he just no, a hard Nate, worker? Yeah. Nate, well, he, well, he was an exceptionally hard worker. Yeah. He worked really hard yeah. on and off the ice. I mean, and I played against Nate. I didn't know him until I really, well, I played with him at team Atlantics when I was, I think 16, but me and Nate, he's from Nova Scotia, but, I'm from New Brunswick and every summer from about, I think, 14 years old, we'd have like a little Atlantic Challenge Cup where Team New Brunswick would play Team Nova Scotia and Team PEI. And so I played against Nate always growing up. And ever since Nate was like 12, he was always unbelievable. He was always really good. And then, yeah, at Halifax, when I got traded there and I was playing with him, you kind of, you could see it, his work ethic, his ability to skate with the puck, everything. He was, you know, he, he knew that he was, he was starbound to be in the NHL and going to be a really good player there. So. Yeah. You know, when you guys play juniors, you guys are all at so many di different levels, you know, you're all yeah. so good, but I mean, like you said, you got the guy who doesn't, pursue a pro career just ends it there and you got the guys who are now stars you know yeah exactly yeah and i mean you can see it you know it's not some guys just have the passion even nate like he was he was just naturally really gifted but he also just loved to work on everything to critique his game and you know every time he come to the rank he was had a mindset of what he's going to do and wants to work on this and that so definitely there's definitely the passion and then also the hard work that comes into everything to get to the next level for sure yeah and and, and that's the big difference it's really mm -hmm. the work you put into it you know it's yeah, great to have absolutely. that ability but guys who recognize that they're good but yet need to work a lot harder you know that's yeah yeah exactly yeah that's where you get those superstars <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. You'll get there, man. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'll keep working. That's right. Now you yeah. had, a, okay. When you signed in July, okay. Obviously everything happened. We didn't play until February. Um, so you actually went overseas, right? You went to Slovakia did, yeah. for like a minute because yeah. it was a weird thing where it's like, I have to, I have to go. You guys haven't decided if you're playing or not. I have to go now. And you went. Yeah. And then we had to yeah. get you back a week later. Yeah, no, yeah, that was a big whirlwind of a few weeks. I think, well, not even a few weeks, a few days yeah. more like. But yeah, I think it was like nine days that I was there. And yeah, I had a I had a contract offer from a team in Hungary, but they were playing out of the Slovakian League. And it kind of came on my my lap a little weird. It was from a, a former teammate who actually ended up playing the whole season over there, Steven Anderson at UMB, who's my teammate. But he asked me if I'd be interested in going over to Slovakia with him. And I said, well, I mean, I'm signed with Fort Wayne and I want to play there, but they didn't know if right. they were going to play yet. So I told him, like, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, I'll, I'll look into this option and I'll think about it. And then... 
and then I talked with Ben and I asked Ben, I was like, where do you guys think like your head's at? Like, do you think the management's going to be able to play what's going on kind of thing? And Ben at the time said he wasn't really sure he's going to figure out. And he was really helpful with kind of being yeah. transparent with me and finding out what was best for me. If, cause you know, he wanted me to play here, which so did I, but if they weren't going to play, he didn't want me to lose the opportunity to play hockey anywhere. Yeah. So that's kind of where that was at. And then at one point, Ben, I think things weren't looking great or there was kind of unsure. Was, and then I had to make a decision. So Ben told me, you know what, like it sucks for me to tell you because I want you here, but I, as a person, as a player, I'm kind of thinking it might be smarter for you to go over to, to Slovakia because we're not sure if we're going to play. And I don't want to see you miss out a whole year. So I said, okay, I went over there and then like three or four days later, it, it, the comments yeah. decided that they were going to play. Cause I think things switched just like that. It did. Like it has did. Every, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. as everything does right now with COVID, it seems like. <laughs> so anyways, as soon as that happened, I, I texted, you know, cause I was happy that they were going to be able to play. I was happy for Ben and my former teammates and stuff. So I kind of congratulated them and Ben said, thanks. And I asked if there's any way that I can come back and if they were still on me back. And then we kind of were phone calling each day for a while. And then, yeah, luckily it, it all worked out, but it was definitely a short trip, short trip across the pond. It was there and back pretty pretty quick <laughs> and you were playing for a former comet head coach dave allison when you were over yeah, there. yeah 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 I so was. you even had the connection there so that i mean fort wayne was already wasn't like you weren't going to shake fort wayne right there <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah <laughs> no it was definitely a crazy couple weeks and um yeah i'm really thankful it worked out because i've loved it here in fort wayne so far so i'm sure that was a, a really good conversation yeah i'm here but i gotta leave now again <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the funnest conversation to have and to have to try to get out of there. And I needed a COVID test and all this different stuff to try to get back across the Canadian border. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I think, uh, so yeah. Talk about, I'm sure that was a struggle because at the time it was, things were a little bit different and the vaccine wasn't out. And, and so yeah. you're over in Europe and you now have got to come back home and you had to court, did you have to quarantine when you got to Canada? Yeah, I had to, I had to quarantine two weeks in, uh, in Fredericton. And what did you do those two weeks you were (laughs) quarantined? (laughs) Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. I I had, but luckily my parents kind of have a pretty nice, I was at my parents' basement. Um, They have a, they have a pretty nice in-home gym set up downstairs for me. And they had a nice, as far as quarantine goes, they had everything I needed. They had, you know, a big TV and my PS4 bathroom. Didn't have a kitchen, which was kind of nice because then I could just ask my parents and they'd have to cook something for me because I couldn't come upstairs. But yeah, honestly, I watched a lot of TV. I um, I worked out quite a bit. I wasn't like towards, I think the t- after the 10th day, I was allowed to go outside. Um, so I, after that, I kind of, I just couldn't go like in buildings. I was just allowed to go for walks. So I went to, there was a pond by my house where I'd go skate on the outdoor pond and stuff. But yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. It was pretty, it was pretty boring two weeks. That's for sure. Well, you know what? We all, we all did. And it was, yeah. you know, you make the best of it. And I got to say, you know, I've, I read a lot of books. I did a lot of things that I normally would not do. I'm like, yeah, you know, this it's an excuse to stay in sweatpants. Why is people, why are you complaining? <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, exactly. You, uh, yeah, you can kind of throw all responsibilities out of the window. At least for me, I know some people are still working from home, but I wasn't working. I couldn't yeah. do anything. I was, yeah, I was just at home watching TV. I, I tried to read a couple books, but yeah, I did a lot of stuff I wouldn't normally do, but and for the first few days, it actually isn't too bad. You can just kind of, be lazy right. and, do, and do nothing but then after a while it's like okay i actually want to go do stuff right right it's like it's like when you're out doing stuff non-stop you'd love to just
just lay down in your basement for two weeks. But then once you're actually in it, it kind of gets a little tired, a little restless. Yeah, it was rough for me to put actual pants back on. It was yeah, it was odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for for sure. I have to go back and face reality, get back out. Well, I think up until when the season ended abruptly last year, until our press conference on, on January 5th or whatever that was, I mean, I had worn short sweatpants and jeans. I'd never like put on an actual like pair of khaki yeah. pants or anything like that in that entire time. Right. Yeah. And amazingly, they fit, which I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. Uh, so what did you study at, at uh, UMB? I took business. So um, my undergrad, it was Bachelor of Business Administration. And then I got uh, a concentration in economics and a minor in marketing. Oh, wow. So what are you going to do with that? Well, I'm not <laughs> 100% sure. I mean, to be honest, I took those two things, but I'm more interested in finance and in accounting. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of done a little bit of like research and studying on my with on my own with the finance side of things and, you know, invest, investing your money and trying to be smart with that. Um, I learned a lot about the business world with the business part of it. I enjoy Mark. I don't really be honest. I'm not a big fan of economics, but I, I enjoy marketing. And I think there's a lot of stuff in that that'll be useful, but uh, you know, hopefully right now my plan is I'd love to be able to play hockey for as long as I can and keep making a living doing that. But uh, down the line, I think some kind of a passion that I've just recently started to have probably in the last year or two um, would be finance. And also something I would enjoy doing is kind of getting the, the restaurant business and maybe open my own restaurant. Really? And I, yeah. And I took a lot of accounting courses yeah. and a lot of business courses that I think where I'd be able to kind of put those tools to use in the restaurant business. Um, but yeah, that would be, I'd like to play hockey for as long as I can in an ideal world for the next 10 or so years. And, um, and then after that, think about looking into maybe opening up my own restaurant. So what, okay, let's talk about this restaurant idea. What, what, yeah. uh, what's the concept? You got to have a concept, right? Well, it's still fresh. It's still, I mean, I don't have a whole lot going on, but I just kind of, my, uh, my boy Coop, Oliver Cooper, his dad owns, owns a restaurant. He's owned a couple in the past and we've kind of grew up being around there quite often when we were kids and when we were younger. And then I just love the whole atmosphere of being in a restaurant. You know, yeah. when you own it, you get to know everyone coming in and coming and going. And on top of that, I believe it's a really good business if you can if you can do well and kind of have a good a good core and a good atmosphere at a restaurant. You could do really well on the financial standpoint of things as well. So it's still pretty fresh, but I've kind of gained it because I've started enjoyed cooking late recently, yeah. and um, it's still pretty new. But I mean, it's just something that I've kind of been thinking about. But. Are we talking steak restaurant? Are we talking Italian? Give me a little, I, give me kinda, something. I'm kind of, so I, I love <laughs> Italian and I love the whole Italian vibe and how friendly people are yeah. at restaurants and you kind of go there and everyone knows everyone. So I'm kind of, but, but steak's my favorite food in the world. So I kind of want to sort of combine the two of those, kind of an Italian slash steakhouse restaurant. Well, make sure you ask Ben Boudreaux about him getting fired at the keg. Uh, okay yeah so don't take any advice from ben with i would i would not because uh ben <laughs> yeah. uh i think and i i brought this i had him on the podcast several times and i, I brought it up i'm like do you realize yeah. everything outside of hockey you've been fired from you're a horrible employee <laughs> yeah yeah no i guess so well hopefully you found a niche now you got hockey going for him so yeah so i won't take i won't take any tips from ben on, on uh, a keg or a restaurant if i start that 
Yeah, yeah. So the keg is delicious, <laughs> by the way. So I would, uh, if you're in Canada, it is. Try it, out. Yeah. it is really good. Yeah, we don't have one in Fredericton, but I've been to, I've been to a couple. I've been to a couple out in BC and and in Ontario. But uh, yeah, I love the keg. There's one in Moncton, so that's the closest one, and I I love the keg. So, but like like I said, a good steak dinner is probably my favorite. Dinner. Yeah, that's my favorite type of meat. So so what are you going with? You want a New York strip, a T-bone? What what what's the? I love ribeye. Is probably my favorite cut nice nice yeah i love yeah, a ribeye that. now i just bought a sirloin it's in the it's in the fridge right now um so i might have that for dinner but i like all steaks but ribeye is definitely my go-to that's my cut i have uh two very large tomahawk ribeyes in my freezer and okay. i said i'm gonna keep these these are gonna be our victory skate our steaks one day good <laughs> yeah yeah good I, well i want a piece of that so we, there you so there you go you You'll yep. have to throw that. Maybe I'll cook it up for you. We'll throw it on the There you go. There yeah. it is. I will. I'm going to leave them in the freezer until that yeah. happens. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah so. That sounds like some good steak. So there's some incentive for us. Yeah. So there. Yeah. So I'm putting all this on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I get yeah. to eat those steaks or not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, so you have, I mean, you're, you're on the podcast right now and you're, you know, every time I go to the the media room you're there talking to kids so it's like you're not camera shy or anything like that so you 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 i guess you like doing this stuff yeah no i don't mind it i mean and me and marky yeah me and marky did uh, the school visits i mean we weren't allowed to go to the to actually go to the school we did over zoom but yeah i, I love doing that stuff for the kids we did it a lot we did it a lot when we were at umb um we'd go to probably i mean as a team well there'd be different guys that would go each night but as a whole team, we would have probably 10 of those a year. Um, yeah. And I love doing that when you can get out and help the community and talk and, and, and in front of the camera, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. I'm not too, too camera shy. I don't mind, <laughs> don't mind getting in front of there. A lot of the guys on the team probably vouch for me. I don't mind talking too much. So. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have th those guys, um, you know, cause it uh, seems like every year or so, you know, we've got a go-to guy, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's been Petey the past couple of years. So it's like, all right, right yeah. <laughs> Murph, you got a good personality. All right, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can take over once in a while for sure. <laughs> so are you, are you rooming with, uh, with MacIver? So are you guys I am. Yeah. So, I am rooming with Marky. Yeah. So that's nice. So you even had, you know, a roommate you didn't have to get used to either. No, exactly. Yeah, we we didn't see each other for probably eight months after uh, the UMB season. But uh, yeah, we kind of picked right off where we left off. We so we uh, yeah we lived together for I think two maybe two or three years at university, and then so this we're going on our third or fourth year now. So oh, look at you guys, man! You don't get on each other's nerves at all. I mean, you've been together no, a long we, time. We get we have little fights every once in a while, but we got ways to settle it. So we <laughs> we don't we don't get in too many fights. So what's the number one squabble? Well, what what do you what, what's it is it is it the bathroom schedule is it video games what is it <laughs> honestly not that much we don't get on each other's nerves i would say the only thing I, we could say is maybe if like one of us is kind of being a slob for a little bit if one of us isn't cleaning up after themselves and then we start to see on pick up on that i think that'd be the only time but other than that we're pretty good we share groceries for the most part so we're on the same schedule so it's not like mark is eating my chicken or i'm eating right. his because <laughs> both of our chickens at the same time so and we do both our dinners together and stuff like that so we don't we don't often get in too many squabbles but uh every once in a while we do we're pretty we're pretty good at forgiving and forgetting so nice nice yeah <laughs> Oh, you're sporting the Red Sox hat. I am. Sox yeah. fan? Yeah. 
I am a Sox fan. Yeah. I like, I like the Sox a lot. We went to, I've always kind of been a Sox fan. I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I played growing up and I love the sport, but uh, we went to, we went to see the Red Sox and the Yankees in a playoff game uh, two years ago, I think two or three years ago. It was the year that they won the the world series. Yeah. So we went there and we watched it. And after being to Fenway, that's the only, well, I've been to the, is it the, Whatever, wherever the Blue Jays play out of, but those are the only two. And I yeah, love Rogers Center. So yeah. the atmosphere there was, yeah, the Rogers Center. Yeah. The atmosphere in Fenway was great. So ever since then, I've been a really big Red Sox fan. Oh, and by the way, the greatest hot dogs on the planet are outside of the Rogers Center. It's, it's are they good? the street vendors. Oh, those are, I mean, really, it's, it's kind of yeah, weird, the street meat. You know, it's kind of weird going to Canada meat, yeah. and get the best hot dog you ever had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to try that. Oh, maybe Marky's had it before. I know that he's. He's from the Toronto area, so. Oh, yeah. Delicious. So, you're going to make me pitch the ribeye and go get hot dogs. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Another one right. from sweet meat. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Great. Yeah. That's yeah, some of the best you're ever going to have is in Toronto. Yeah. So. Awesome. <laughs> Duly noted. All right, buddy. Man, I appreciate it, man. It's great, great talk. Uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. Glad to have you in Fort Wayne. And I hope, uh, you know, you stick around quite a while and we, we keep on playing and having more fun. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate that. It's a pleasure to be on and talk to you. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the rest of the year and to see what comes in the future for us. I think we got a really good team here, so I'm excited. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Sadly, we have come to the conclusion of another episode. But don't be sad because we're going to have another one up real, real soon. That was Matt Murphy. I am still Shane Alberani, I think. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. It was another fantastic talk and another great one for the archive. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes, go back and listen to them right now. And I'm glad you enjoyed today's episode with Comet Defenseman Matt Murphy. And that will do it. We will talk to you next time.